You're listening to the HR Happy Hour Show with hosts Steve Bowes and Trish McFarland. Since 2009, the HR Happy Hour Show has been bringing you thought leaders, workplace and technology experts, academics, and more to take on the most important and interesting topics impacting work, human resources, technology, and the workplace. Learn more and listen to all the show archives at www.hrhappyhour.net. Welcome to the HR Happy Hour Show. My name's Steve Bose. Uh, with me, of course, Trish McFarland. Trish, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you today? I am well. Uh, it's, it's still winter here, sadly, so uh, that's all I really want to say about what's happening in my life. Um, we need a new topic, you know? It's ridiculous. I mean, should we put the show on hiatus until the weather is warmer? <laughs> we I don't know. We should have it on the road the whole winter or something because, oh. yeah, we're both buried, I think. So. We, we might have to. We might have to. I actually wrote about this on the blog last week, I think, about how I just was so tired of it. And I, I, I thought that – I declared this. I, I don't think it's catching on yet because I haven't really seen folks talk about it. But um, I declared <laughs> Friday, May 22nd, a snow day. Is it? Okay. Yes. So if you, if you are the kind of person that has the power to declare snow days at your organization and for your teams, I'm declaring you should give everyone a snow day on, on May, May 22nd. It's the, 22nd. It's the okay. Friday before Memorial Day weekend that leads up into it. It's kind of a you know kick off the summer kind of weekend. And then everybody could enjoy the snow day because the point was so much of the eastern U.S. Uh, has been you know dealing with the terrible weather. Let's have a snow day where you can actually have fun. You can enjoy it. You can barbecue. You can sit outside. Go have a picnic. Yeah, we we call that a lake day here in. Do you go to the lake? So whatever, whatever. I don't know about snow days, but I'm gonna call that day a lake day. Whatever it is you want to do. So that's my declaration. So uh, that's it. That's that's what's going on with me. How about you? What's happening? Anything we need to hit right off the top, or should we get right to it today? Did we lose Trish? Are you there? Oh, can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Sorry, I hit the wrong button on my headset. We can um, we can edit that right <laughs> out, Trish. We'll, we'll, I love it. We'll edit we'll, that right out. No, I, or we could just we leave it in. It doesn't matter. Well, like it never uh, happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I was going to say we we should probably touch on the fact that, you know, our last show, which wound up being about the Academy Awards, it even was. though we didn't really plan that, you really bombed. Your um, <laughs> your your lack of seeing the movies definitely came through loud and clear in, in your your nominations not winning. So, yeah, that good came, job. That came back to haunt me a little bit in retrospect. Yes. My whole theory of pick the actor who would, did the best job of playing the Incredible Hulk. Right. That was a losing that strategy. Yeah. yeah. You know, honestly, I think if you look at it, everyone who has played a superhero did not win or in a superhero movie because even like Emma Stone, see? So sure. maybe that's, you know, for a later discussion. But yeah, maybe that dooms your uh, your chances at an Oscar if you are in some sort of a, um, you know, movie like that. Although Birdman did it, you know, it did pick up Best Picture, which one one final thing there, because I hadn't seen Whiplash at the mm -hmm. time of our recording. Oh my gosh, if I had seen that movie prior to watching those awards, I would have been throwing things at my television. <laughs> Whiplash, 
Whiplash is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life, let alone so, this year. So yeah. how that did not win Best Picture, I've now watched it like three or four times. It's wow. so good. If you haven't seen Whiplash about the drummer, you've got to see Whiplash. It's so, great. So shockingly, since we recorded that show about maybe 10 days ago or so, I um, have not seen any more of these movies either, by the way. Not, <laughs> so I, I, I may give up. So just real quick before we get, we'll bring on our guest who's waiting patiently for, for yes, this nonsense. Is the end? We're going to turn the tables a little bit on the Oscar show. Or turn the tables between you and I, and we're oh. going to do an NBA playoff preview show. It'll be in April or so. I don't know the exact date yet. The, the season ends in about five or six more weeks. The regular season, then the playoffs will start. We'll run through all the playoff matchups. We'll give our predictions. I feel like, I feel Trish, I ought to do better in those predictions uh, than I did in the Oscar predictions, since pretty much all I do is watch basketball when I'm not. Uh, shoveling snow so I, I feel i feel better prepared for that show coming up and i'm excited about it you know you, in theory you should be better prepared than i that's true but i will have you know i'm the one that made the money because i placed a bet last year in march in vegas on the nba and wound up winning the whole thing so yes that's true that's you true. know you had good odds as well and, and, and in, in fact you know come to think of it trish the upcoming benefits conference, which I might mention at the end uh, of the show, that's in April as well. And that should coincide nicely with being able to be in Vegas, of course, and then being able to place a couple of strategic wagers on the NBA playoffs as well. So we that, should record it from the sports book. It should. I'm, I'm in for that. So, all right. Okay. Let's right. get Let's on get with the show. I didn't even, Trish, I didn't even say this. I should know this after 204 shows. Or 204 shows, I said, and again. <laughs> this is HR Happy Hour 204 on customer success and advocacy, our guest is Howard Tarnoff from Ceridian, a great friend of mine and yours, great friend of the show, great friend of the HCM community. Howard, I'll quickly read your bio and we'll get you in. Howard Tarnoff is Senior Vice President for Ceridian HCM, responsible for launching and overseeing the award-winning customer success program title called or named XOXO and other initiatives. With over 30 years of HCM experience, Howard is a highly sought after thought leader in the industry, especially for his insightful trend analysis. His deep domain experience, expertise across multiple verticals, leadership experience, and deep understanding of the HCM industry make him an invaluable asset to Ceridian. You can follow him on Twitter at HTarnoff, that's H-T-A-R-N-O-F-F. -F. And I'll add, Howard is the, one of the sharpest looking dressers in the, H in the HR industry, always looks great. My friend, welcome, Howard Tarnoff, how are you? Yeah, I'm great, and I'm really happy that we're not doing a video chat right now. Yeah, you can rub <laughs> it in. As, as Trish and I lamented the cold it's weather, <laughs> tell us where you are today, Howard. I'm in a t-shirt and uh, cut-off shorts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And bare feet in my office in uh, in Port Orange, Florida, just uh, a tad south of Daytona Beach, and it's nice. um, it's not as cold as it is at my daughter's house in Boylston, Massachusetts. Wow. I'll I'll leave it at that. I don't want to rub it in. <laughs> so yeah, you're playing the move. I'll visit. I I won't be visiting this winter, uh, darling daughter. I'll call me when uh, after the thaw. Is that the move you're playing this winter? Well, well, we actually have two grandchildren now. Wow. And we have one that one one of our two granddaughters uh, under, understands, or maybe she doesn't quite yet. She's only four, but she knows that Grandma and Grandpa, well, at least Grandpa, will never be there for her birthday. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to happen. And magically, I show up for the other birthday in July. Uh, it works. 
I love it. My son's birthday is in January, and uh, I've petitioned him on a number of years. To, can can we move it to July? Like I've tried a couple of times, and uh, yeah. he's been unwilling to uh, reschedule his birthday, which I find a little bit selfish on his part, by the way. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey Howard, beyond you know the grandkids in Florida, you know what else can we know about Howard Tarnoff before we catch off the show? Tell us a little bit more about Howard. You've got some really interesting hobbies. One I know about a little bit, which maybe you could share, and then then maybe hit us up with a maybe the sixty seconds overview of what's going on at Ceridian these days. Sure. So uh, the one you probably are referring to is uh, uh, what my my wife always knows where to find me, Steve. <laughs> I'm always in the, I'm, if I'm if I'm not in my office, not on the road, I'm in the garage playing with uh, with 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 something that's got tires and makes noise. Right. And the the current passions are a 1955 Chevrolet Nomad station oh, wagon nice, of all things. Nice. And and uh, a, uh, a Goldwing uh, trike. Uh, I'm, I, I, I don't feel like I want to be on on two tires anymore. Three right. three is three is a good start. Um, so that that's going on. And what's going on at Ceridian is it's it's just amazing the the transformation that the company has gone through over the last last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, since the acquisition of, of Dayforce and uh, going from a transaction company that sold basically transactions to a company that provides uh, human capital management business solutions, it, it's it's been it's been neat to sit in the seat that I seats that I've been mm-hmm. in with the organization and and watch watch really a a, a terrific transformation take place. So we're a startup. Uh, we're a startup that uh, today uh, that that's uh, wrapped in an envelope of a company that started in 1932. Yeah, I was going to say a startup really that's been around for 60 years or 80 years, right? Yeah, 80 80 years, something like that. Yeah, wow. exactly. Wow. Yeah, that so is fascinating. It's, it's it is it, it's uh, it, it, it's it's great material for a book, I think, at some point. Yeah. Hey, Howard. One of the um... Uh, the things we wanted to talk about today was customer advocacy, customer success, and that's obviously uh, a point of emphasis at Ceridian, and perhaps you know more so than in many other of the companies, not just in our industry, but sort of business to business service companies overall. That that emphasis on on success and advocacy. I'd love for you to uh, tell us a little bit about your approach to customer success and advocacy, the XOXO program a little bit, and, and just some, some general thoughts about the, the vendor-customer relationship as you, as you see it. Yeah, so, so Steve, it's, 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 been a, it, it, it's been a fascinating couple of years. Uh, uh, and when, when I agreed to launch this program, when I was asked to launch it and agreed to launch it, I, I did so based upon really a long, long, long uh, study, if you will, of just what's happened in, in the way vendors sell and buyers acquire solutions. Mm-hmm. And five years ago, if you were in marketing, you, your challenge was to turn up the volume and arm the field. So you had to have more banner ads and more click-throughs and, and more full-page ads and a, the biggest booth and the loudest noise uh, uh, in your space. Right. I mean, you—that's—that's you, that's what you had to do. And you had to print more stuff for your sales guys, 
and then you had to had to have a lot of conversations around that started off uh, with with statements such as "I do this" or "We're about that," "We do this," and "I do that," and 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 really those days are really over. Uh, you know, I I I speak on customer advocacy often uh, in in front of in front of various and sundry groups. Mm -hmm. And 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 the one thing that I I tell the sellers in the room immediately, and I'm sorry I've got something something beeping here. I thought I had everything shut off. Oh, that's okay. Uh, I I I tell the sellers in the room or the sales managers in the room, hey guys, there's no such thing as a sales process. And if you still believe that there is, you know, well, welcome to 2014 or 2015. Uh, yeah, there there is none. There's a buyer's journey. Mm -hmm. And buyers' journeys um, start with a decision to solve a business problem, and that journey um, uh, is is a roadmap that's influenced greatly by their peers. So just think, Trish and, and Steve, about the last time you went out to, to make a major purchase. Mm -hmm. You didn't walk into a store and, and say to the seller, hey, tell me about your stuff. You know, Steve, you probably called Trish and said, hey, Trish, tell me about this. What do you, what do you think? Okay? That's and true. that's what advocacy is. So at Ceridian, where I arguably believe that I have the best job in the company, by the way, uh, I get to enjoy the successes of our customers uh, and who who are very successful in solving business problems in their utilization of of, of Dayforce HCM. And and our our role, uh, my customer success team's role, is pretty simple. Uh, you you can boil it down to this: we're we're the we're the group that provides our customers with a podium and a microphone. Mm -hmm in which they can establish their own personal brand as a thought leader in their industry, either horizontally or vertically, um, and connect with their peers and share best practices and lessons learned uh, and, and benefit uh, from, from, from those shares. So that's, that's in essence what it is and what it's about mm -hmm. and why it's really exciting because it's, it's really giving marketing uh, a fresh role or a fresh perspective in which to engage in the marketplace. Howard, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Trish, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I think that's really interesting. I don't think I had really heard it explained quite that way, Howard, even though you and I have talked about it, you know, several times. Um, I love this idea that you're really sort of changing the way that that you're looking at the potential buyer and using their individual buying behaviors and then translating that into how corporate will now purchase. Because I, I just don't see other vendors really looking at it that way. So that's a really unique spin, I think. So if you, Trish, it's, it's been, um, we, we track, we track, we track, pretty closely um, as to how how the organization's working and how the organization is influencing um, you know the the revenue stream uh, of Ceridian in our in our market position. And 
the day of the day of someone wanting to hear from the vendor about how great they are and all the problems <laughs> they solve is is not exactly over, but there's a huge transition to where um, you know the voice of the customer is not just about uh, uh, impacting product development or or a company's roadmap. The voice of the customer is really impacting their their peers and their communities in about in about their decision making process. So let me let me give you a couple a couple tangible examples. So one might think about um, walking into a walking into a in, into a, a buyer's process and the buyer saying I need three references, mm -hmm. right? Well, that that buyer's probably been influenced by the seller who got in there first and said, you know, you better make sure that you get three references. Sure. We we don't even we don't do references. We we don't we don't do references. Think about what a reference is. A reference is a 20-minute exchange where 10 pre-submitted questions get answered over a telephone. We do what's called peer-to-peer exchange. Right, with, so with a hand-picked with a hand-picked reference customer that's probably done them 37 times, right, uh, in the last right, uh, 12 exactly. months. Right, somebody exactly. who's very happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so look, um, we have we have a group of I think there's uh, uh, as of as of last Friday there's north north of uh, 12. 1,200 advocates who are members of XOXO. Wow! Not all of our customers, not all of our customers join, by the way. And what we do is, you know, based upon your role and your organization and the kinds of business issues that you want to solve, we'll connect you with with a peer, and 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 that peer will engage with you today in 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 your in your uh, search. Um, and and share with you their lessons learned and any any questions you have about how they conducted their discovery, what were the problems they wanted to solve, mm -hmm. how 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 did they do a vendor selection, who was on their team, all of the questions in the world that you want to know about, and then where 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 it really becomes extremely meaningful is these these peer to peer exchanges become relationships. So, for example, mm -hmm. uh, in, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to New York as the guest of our New York XOXO community. Oh, that's right. Fine. It's it's their meeting. They wanted to get together with people that they've had dialogues with ever since you know you know one of one of them said, "Yeah, I already bought Day for HCM. I'd be happy to talk with you." So now they're friends and mentors, and and, and it's really interesting. We we have we have this. And I'm going to bounce around a little bit because there's things that I get excited about and then I have to ramble on. <laughs> you go right ahead. Um, yeah, so I have really, really great people on my team and, and I'm going to leave that with you to remind. I really want to talk about that. Um, and and the the people on my team hate it when they get an email from me at 3 o'clock in the morning because they know I'm thinking about something that I want to try. <laughs> you're that guy? You're the 3 a.m. emailer, huh? I'm going to keep that in mind. I am. Yeah. I am. I yeah. am. So if you're if, – if if the uh, if the if you set the iPhone on vibrate, you will you you will feel me. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, Going to be our takeaway line so, from the show. <laughs> you will feel me right. at 3 a.m. <laughs> so 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 think about 
think about an orchestra. Every orchestra has a first-chair violinist. I mean, you can give a Stradivarius violin to a nine-year-old, and unless they're a prodigy, it's not going to sound really good. But to a first-chair violinist, they're going to know how to make that play. And we have within our community a, a bunch of people who are first-chair violinists when it comes, comes to Day Force HCM. They really know the product. They really know how it applies to their business. And they really know how they're getting their arms around HR from, from recruiting and talent and blah, 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 all, all the things that we do. So they want to share those successes. And, and what we came up with is, is basically the Ceridian version of eHarmony. It's called okay. XOXO Match, right? So you're... You're a, uh, you're a business that's been doing business in Buffalo, New York, and you also have an office in, uh, in Illinois. Um, and through an acquisition, you're now moving into Pennsylvania. You're now going to have to deal with all that, all of those nice legislative mm -hmm. issues that the Pennsylvania legislature has put forward for our friends in HR and payroll. Well, what you might want to do is pick up the phone and call your call your vendor and ask them, you know, what they can do to help you. And the vendor is going to give you the vendor perspective. At Ceridian, you say, "Hey, I'm I'm I, I'm faced with this challenge. I'm I'm moving into Pennsylvania. We've not been there. What do I need to do? What do I need to know? What are what are the gotchas for right. doing business there?" And and then our XOXO members respond, and and it it's we we do we've done that 186 times in the last 12 months. Um, it's it's just really a different world today. It's 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 yeah. all about it's all about about people rather than. Uh, I'm not. In one way messaging. Hey Howard, let me do a quick uh, pause and reset. This is the HR Happy Hour show. It's HR Happy Hour 204, not 204. I don't want to make that mistake again. <laughs> My name's Steve Bose. Trish McFarland, of course, is here. And our guest is Howard Tarnoff uh, from Ceridian, Senior Vice President for Ceridian HCM. We're talking about customer success and advocacy, Ceridian's XOXO program, and, and just sort of the way uh, Ceridian and Howard and his team approach uh, enabling their customers to have the best experience with their technologies. And I mentioned this in the pre-show. Uh, I'll, I'll a little, let it slip out of the bag before we turned on the, turned on the recording. I'm interested in this topic as well, Howard, and, and I'm certainly uh, interested in featuring the topic uh, at HR Technology Conference this year in October because I think it's critically important. And Trish, I don't know. I mean, you probably – I hope you would agree with me. Um, you know, it, that – it's something pro it's it's critically important and probably we don't talk about it enough, right? We talk about features and functions and ticking boxes on RFPs and flashy demos, and we probably don't talk enough about succeeding with technology after it's been purchased. Right. I, I love that this is well. It's not just about building that community of people um, who can talk to you about the product too. It's I mean I love Howard when you're really talking about their. They're teaching their peers about all sorts of aspects of HR or acquisitions or finance or, you know what I mean? It, it really is, has expanded beyond just, you know, that vision of, of being a product advocate. They're, they're a true HR or HCM advocate peer that, you know, I, I love that, um, that it's sort of created, you know, over the years that it's turned into that. Yeah. 
Let me, let me share two things uh, with you that I, I think are really demonstrative and one's critical to the success of our program and the other is demonstrative of, of why it works. So the people that I, 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 I talk to a lot of, a lot of my peers who are either starting or, or have some kind of a customer success program. And I'm surprised when I hear that many of the people in customer success in some of these co companies are right out of grad school, right? Um, the people who I've selected for customer success at Ceridian um, all have more than 20 years of domain expertise in human capital management. So they, and it, it, they, they know it from a practitioner level, they know it from a solution level, they know it from a business pain level, and they know it um, pretty much they're, they're organic HCM people. Because we have those kinds of people, it adds a lot of value to the relationships that we have with, with um, the executives whose you know, credibility within their own organization sometimes is on the line if they make a bad decision. Sure. And really, and don't get the accolades they deserve when they make a great decision, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean that, and that I'll interrupt you for Howard. That that's the old, you know, no one ever got fired for buying IBM line, right? From 25 right, years exactly. ago, right? It's because right. these decisions, and Trisha, you've lived this too. These decisions about major technology investments, it's sometimes they can be kind of career defining or at least career shaping decisions in organizations and the success and or failure of these types of technology projects, there can often be quite a lot on the line for the buyers, especially the ones who are, who are pulling the trigger on, on that buying decision. I, I would agree with that. I think also it's pretty defining for the entire department. So if you're a relatively junior department who's never been through something like that before, um, being able to have a network of peers, you know, externally who have been through it and can help you learn and teach your your entire, you know, department um, can also be really career defining for them as well. Yeah, yeah great point. So, so let me let me share with you two really neat stories. Okay, so the first one is um, one one of our customers is the CFO of a. Um, regional grocer that has around 15 stores and I flew out took her took her to dinner and I said you know you're one of our staunchest advocates and you're 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 one of our real go-to people that other people in the community uh, be it that they're that they're 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 on the finance side in the in the in the grocery industry uh, other CFOs from other other markets or just people who are looking at HCM really turn to you um, for information. Plus, you're really active in Twitter. We see you on all the LinkedIn discussions. I mean, you're you're just um, I love I love what you're doing. But what's what's in it for you? All right. And she said she said you know I'm glad you asked. I I, I love my job. I love my team. I like the company I work for. The, the owners of this business, it's a family business, been around for 75 years. But at the end of the day, I don't always want to be the CFO of a, of, of, of a company with 15 locations and, and 4,000 employees. I want to be the CFO of a company with 150 stores and 45,000 employees. I'm building my brand. I'm <laughs> getting known. I'm getting known. You're helping me get known 
as the CFO who really gets HR technology. Yeah. We should have her on the show. <laughs> we should. Sure. And, and Steve, I, I can arrange that for you, yeah. right? She would love to. Yeah. Let me give you another one. So um, David Ossip was um, interviewed by uh, uh, New York Times corner office. David's our CEO. And they wanted to speak to a customer. So uh, we we arranged for uh, one of our advocates to speak to them, to speak to, speak to an editor. And about five weeks later, I got a got an email with a picture of a refrigerator, okay, okay from this customer. And, and I looked at it, and it was like a plain vanilla refrigerator with one thing hanging on it. I couldn't make out what it was. And I said, so I called him up, and I said, hey, what's with the fridge? And he says, uh, he says, I'm glad you called. He said, that is the refrigerator in my mother's house. And that refrigerator was formerly littered with pictures of my children and their schoolwork. All right. And today, the only thing that hangs on my mother's refrigerator is my two sentences uh, of the interview I had in the Wall Street Journal. Oh, so the that's article awesome. oh. the journal is, <laughs> I love it. or the New York Times, whatever it was. Yeah, the Times, yeah. yeah. On the fridge. So those are the oh. fun things that happen um, around customer success. And that's why I said, you know, uh, I, I, I truly believe that, that I have the best job at Ceridian. Yeah. Beyond a doubt. Beyond a that's doubt. I really get to enjoy what our customers are doing. Howard, that's uh, that's a fantastic story. I love the story. I, I, I it's certain I'm certainly going to steal it in some fashion or another. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't just, steal his. I can his steal that story. It reminds, oh, hey, either one of you can steal it. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back to Trish. It all comes and Howard. It all comes back to Seinfeld for me because there's only two things I do in my free time. Oh, there's three things I do in my free time. I barbecue. I watch basketball and then I watch Seinfeld reruns and really think about them too much. And uh, so I was thinking about the one where um, they had to steal Kramer stories for the Jay Peterman book, right? Because Peterman didn't have uh, – Trish has no idea what I'm talking about. Okay. Peter, Peterman didn't have enough of his good stories. He had to buy the stories from Kramer. No, classic. Yeah. Yeah. Episode. All right. Never. We can. That'll. That'll be edited out to uh, uh, later on as well. Howard, I love you. Tell that story though, because I was actually right before you you launched uh, that story. I was about to ask you sort of the what's in it for me question because I'm a little bit cynical. I'll have to admit at times, and because sometimes, yeah, you think, boy, you know, for customers to give of their time, of their expertise, to share, to have meetups, as you said, like the one you're having soon in New York City, and maybe others, and. There's a lot of giving there, right? And I'm sure they're getting value in turn as, as well. But uh, the cynic in me says, boy, why should I spend my time as a customer helping other customers? Is there, has that been something you've had to overcome, that natural tendency? Or, or is the world not as cynical as I like to think it is and people are really willing to kind of share uh, their, their knowledge and, and sort of help other customers succeed? It's, Steve, you know, it, it's a question I actually had. And I, I said said to myself, you know, is this really going to work, or am I going to be calling Steve and Trish trying yeah. to find my next guest? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and, and, and I think it comes down to one key word and one key word only, and it's relationship. So we XOXO uh, gets involved 
when our clients are in the final stages of their buy. So we we we're the people who arrange the um, you know we do the matchmaking the mm -hmm. uh, the 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 existing customer with the uh, soon to be customer who's evaluating. And and because we do that, uh, we then we then go right back to them immediately when they become a customer. We introduce them to the program. We remind them of the of the good exchanges they had with these peers. We remind them that those contacts are still there for them. Um, we're we're seen as their. Um, Sometimes people look at us as we're uh, auditors and lobbyists. They they really like the fact that um, we're we we in XOXO have nothing to sell. Uh, and a matter of fact, if you if you think about it, we're not trying to sell them anything. We're trying to get them to sell for us, sure. which is which is which is the bottom line. Um, and then when you have really good people like I have on my team, and I'll give a little shout out to Kim Edwards and Carlos Gonzalez and Tom Vines, who are our three directors who work for me, they they have great relationships with these customers. We talk to them all the time. We're facilitating opportunities. Um, there's there's an event called uh, Learn 2015 down down in down in Dallas mm -hmm. um, that uh, our, our good friend Deb, Deb at HR.com is putting on uh, where Bill Clinton is the keynote nice. and, and we're, and we're, t we're taking, we're taking some of our advocates to that event um, as, as kind of a thank you. Um, so there's just a lot going on. It's really a community. There's a sense, sense of pride and accomplishment. Like I said, people really are doing great things. I mean, it's not about, you know, I've known you guys forever, and and you know it used to be about getting the paycheck right. Yeah, sure. And getting Absolutely. the tax and getting and getting the taxes filed on time, and making sure that 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 um, you know that, that people were getting paid for donning and doffing. And that's not it anymore. It's a, it's, HR has really become that strategic asset that Welch said it, it needed to be, and and it's been an amazing transformation. It's been a hell of a ride. Yeah, it sure has. I'd say that. Howard, uh, it's been a fascinating conversation. I, we love Howard. We've known him forever, as Howard says. Uh, one of my favorite gentlemen in all of, uh, you know, HCM. Not just HCM. One of my favorite gentlemen, period. I'll have to say that. Uh, super. Likewise. It's been great to talk to you. What last thought? We want to wrap up and, and get out of here. Uh, you know, this has been a really interesting and entertaining kind of positive show, which I like, Trish. And the cynic in me, I'm convinced. I'm actually convinced, Trish. This is this is sort Good. of a, a better way to do it. You know, and Ceridian.com, right. um, uh, of course, uh, to learn more about Ceridian. Anything else, Howard? We want to mention or, or or just throw out there before we, we wrap. And, and Trish and I head out, and, and I go scrape the ice off my car. Yeah, there's, there's. A, if you're really interested in in uh, in in advocacy, there's there's a couple of really good conferences. Um, I'll be speaking at a few of them. There's Advocamp being put on by Influitive. Mm -hmm. uh, Gainsight has a conference called Pulse. Uh, Bill Lee, who 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 wrote wrote a uh, great book called The Hidden Value of Customer. Uh, uh, is uh, the, the hid, hidden wealth of customers? Excuse me, Bill mm -hmm. Lee uh, just had his conference, the Summit on Customer Engagement. 
So there's a lot of information, and if people want to reach out to me, I'm happy to chat. Right. Um, and and I want to thank you, and and uh, I'd, I'd look forward to uh, to doing something with you guys at HR Tech. Absolutely, you'll hear missed. some. Yeah. Ever. You'll hear from me about that because I think this is a great topic for HR Tech for that audience. So uh, we'll circle around on that and make that happen. So, uh, Howard, thank you again. Great to talk to you, Trish. Uh, fantastic show. Um, what else do we want to mention before we, we wrap? We put a wrap on HR Happy Hour 204. Well, I would just say if anyone's going to be at uh, PeopleFluence Event Wisdom next week, please uh, stop by, introduce yourself. I'll be there for the entire thing. Um, also, a couple shout-outs for um, some of my friends who are doing some great webinars coming up at Brandon Hall Group um, around talent acquisition and recruitment marketing. So Madeline Lorano and Kyle Lagunas have been working really hard. They've got a webinar tomorrow. Um, and if you just go to uh, brandonhall.com and look under events, there, there's a list of the webinars, but tomorrow is total talent acquisition and a uh, high performance framework. And there's one next week on high performance recruitment marketing. So some good free resources for our HR friends out there. Good. Trish, fantastic. Enjoy yourself at PeopleFluent. If anybody uh, asks, uh, tell them to go to hrhappyhour.net to learn more about the show, right? I will. Please do. Will. Uh, great. So for me, nothing much. HR tech, grinding away on that. Uh, Awesome new technology call for submissions is open on the HR Tech Conference website. If anyone's interested in that, check that out. If you want to learn more about the HR Happy Hour show, of course, as I said, hrhappyhour.net. We also have, uh, you can contact the show at hrhappyhour at gmail.com. You can, of course, subscribe and listen to the show on iTunes. Just search for HR Happy Hour in the podcast area. On Android devices, you can use Stitcher Radio or any of the podcast apps that you like. Just search for HR Happy Hour. Subscribe, download, never miss an episode. Lots of great things coming up on the HR Happier Show in the coming months. We're really excited. Not going to let the cat out of the bag just yet, but some really exciting things coming up. And we're, uh, we're really pleased to be uh, uh, grinding along year five and a half of the HR Happy Hour. So anyway, have a great day, everyone. Thanks, Howard Tarnoff. Thanks, everybody at Ceridian. Trish, have a great rest of the day. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the HR Happy Hour Show your source for information and conversation on work, the workplace, technology, and more. Learn more and listen to all the show archives at www.hrhappyhour.net.